Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, what's going on? Oh, blessed and highly favored. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. Can't complain at all. Well, good. I, you know what? I don't think it'll do any good anyway if you complain. Not at all. <laughs> How about you, Greg? I'm blessed, man. I'm doing good, I'm doing good. well, man. You know what? I was watching television the other day, and I saw O.J. Simpson on television. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Are we going back to 1994? Huh. Seems you know, that way. Seems that way. You know what? I was in the gym, too, man, and... And, Brian, it's like everybody is stopping and watching this. And and you see the ones that are on O.J.'s side, and you see the ones that are against him. And it seems like it's more of a racial divide. What what do you think what, when you saw when you see him on television? I asked you earlier, were you following the trial and you saw it? What did you think? You know, it, it seems like that everybody was out to get him and it's you know and even when you follow some of the things that they're talking about in the trial it almost seemed like a setup from the beginning you know because when you when you think about it the first thing that was released was the audio tape and the audio tape immediately biased everybody you know because they heard you know because they didn't play the full audio tape they only played portions and pieces of the audio tape. And what I think that did was that painted the jury pool to start. Mm-hmm. You know, and that also, you know, that also gave everybody a skewed vision of O.J. Simpson because they look at, you know, most people look at him as, you know, oh, my gosh, somebody uh, lock him up, he killed those people, and so forth. And then others look at him as being oh, wrongfully accused and, you know, so it, it, you, you can almost tell the racial divide yes. is there. Yes. And that's a sad thing, Brian. You know, when I was in the gym and I was watching the guys, I, you know, we were all in the gym getting ready to work out. And you see the black guys and you see the white guys, you know, they, we're all friends and we all talk. But it's at that moment when you, when you look up at that television and you see O.J. sitting there, Everybody gets quiet. Yes. It's a very sensitive thing. And the sad thing is none of us know what really happened. You know, we're we're going by what we see on television. We're going by what we read in the newspapers, and and we're forming our own opinion. But you know what? It just seems like he's being tried again. Now, O.J. don't say this, Brian. O.J. don't always put himself in the best positions now. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, he he don't put himself in the best position, but it just seems like he's still on trial from what happened before. You know, I can I can recall back a couple months ago when OJ was asked to leave a, leave a restaurant because people were causing a scene around him as he and his guests ate, and they and the, the restaurant owner said, "I reserve the right to serve who I want to serve." You know, and he said, you know, because the restaurant reserves the right to serve you, but they can't discriminate against you. Mm-hmm. And so O.J. sought not to, from my understanding, he didn't seek to go after them because they kicked him out of the restaurant. He just said, okay, we'll leave. 
you know, but it, it, it seems like people have already had their opinion on, you know, who O.J. was and whether he did something wrong or not. And so it's like it was so crazy because he was just eating dinner. And everybody started gathering around him. Some people didn't like the fact that he was there eating dinner, so they complained to the restaurant owner. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he can't get a break. You know, he was acquitted. Okay, yeah, he didn't pay the money for the civil trial, but you already knew they were going to find him guilty in the civil trial because he was acquitted in the criminal trial. Mm. And so, you know, it was like forever, you know, O.J. can't make a dime. He can't go out and and make any money because then he'll owe them everything. And then everything that belongs to him that they can liquidate, you know, he has to give up. You know, and, and the interesting thing about it is that for, I think it's what, it's been about 10 years. For 10 years, the Goldman family have been seeking to collect whatever they can collect from him. While the Brown family just said, let it go. We're not worried about it. We're not concerned about it. So it's been a concerted effort between, I think it's the father of Ron Goldman and the sister of Ron Goldman. And they've just been, you know, relentlessly going after O.J., you know, to get back what they believe, or, or to take, it, you know, basically, they want to they want to make his life completely miserable. Because they believe in their mind and their hearts that he killed their brother, their son. And so they want to make him live you know, virtually in like a uh, hell on earth. Mm. You know, and I can re- I can remember them making the statement: "We want him to be miserable for the rest of his life." Mm. And when they found out about this setup, they were actually happy that he was caught. And it was ironic that the setup occurred the same day that they released the book. Mm. Well, see? I mean. You, you think, I mean, you know that's, that's, that's Mr. Goldman's son, and that's his daughter's brother. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're angry. Yes. And they're not over that. Right. And a lot of people feel that he's guilty. A lot of people feel that a free, you know, a, a guilty man is walking the streets, and he's, you know, he's not paying anything, and it just seems like he's, they, when they put the camera on him, it's like he's making fun. Of of the judicial system, but the thing of it is, he went through the system. He was tried. He went through it, and they found him not guilty. Now, what else should this man do? What else can he do? Right. right. To you know to 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 get back to where he was. You know, I, I also I think it's also, you know, when when you talked about the racial lines that were there. I think it was really more so because, you know, in this in this country you had a black man put on trial for killing a white man and a white woman, and he got off scot-free. So you had a lot of blacks who said, finally, you know, we don't go to jail for something. Yes. You know, because it's been too often that, you know, if, even if you're accused, if you're innocent and you've been accused, you've pretty much been found guilty before the trial mm-hmm. you know so i think that was kind of the the sentiments in that you know white america so to speak was appalled that oh my god they didn't find him guilty he had to be guilty look what he was doing you know and so 
That's where the, uh, what that's where I believe the racial divide, the racial line came in. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They always say the system works, but this particular time the system did not work. You know, you you think Brian, if it was someone like you and I, we're in jail, point blank, no no doubt about it. Do you think money had a uh, was a big factor in OJ's case? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean. Had it been you or I, jail. Probably wouldn't have made it to jail, (laughs) you know. But it was because, well, first of all, it was because of his celebrity. You know, you had his celebrity, and then, of course, you had the money that's associated with celebrity. Right. So, you know, immediately you have this situation where, you know, I'm rich, you're not. I'm entitled because I'm rich and you're not. Well, Brian, let me let me say this. You know, we, we we've been watching television and we've been seeing a lot of people, a lot of the stars go to jail. We've seen Lindsay Lohan have her problems. We've seen Paris Hilton and what's Lionel Richie's daughter name? Um, Nicole Richie. Nicole Richie. We've seen the issues with Michael Vick, and all of these people have money. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even it? with uh, what's the other guy, Pac-Man Jones? Yeah. So. The system, we say that the system is not, it's a different system for the ones that have and the ones that have not. So the rich people out there, it seems like they're getting a slap on the wrist when the, if it was a poor person, you wouldn't see it on television at all. Right, right. It'd it never television. make it TV. Right. You wouldn't see it on television. So money has a lot to do with our judicial system is what you're saying. Oh, yes. If you have money, you can get the best attorneys, you know, you don't have any money, you get the public defender. He'll cut a deal for you, but it's not the it's not the greatest deal out there where if you have a high-powered attorney, you know, and you can go in there with your high-powered attorney, you know, people are going to take note of that. You know, I can remember back in the day, like in the case of O.J., he had the, the super team, and they got him off, and he paid them well to get him off. So he's off. And everybody's upset about it, you know, and I'm thinking, well, he had the super team lawyers. I mean, they could have just been like the Justice League, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. And so but it, well, it was no surprise that he was able to get off because he paid for the best attorney team in the country. Yes, yes, yes. But, Brian, what about... Paris Hilton went to jail, and what about what about uh, Martha Stewart? They went to jail. You know, it's and it's funny because you have these celebrities that do these things, and they get like no jail time, or they get like a fine that they can easily pay. <laughs> you know, and it's almost unfair because they're able to bond out because they have the money. You know, they okay, they put them on a if they put something, you know normal, hard-working person on a $50,000 bond, they're not bonding out right away. You know, they got to put the house up, everything else. But then they put a $500,000 bond on somebody who's making, you know, $15, $20 million a year, and they're laughing at that. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, I spend that at Vegas, you know, put that in there and let me get out. So is it, so you, it, it, it's almost like they're thumbing their nose at the system almost. No, I, I disagree. I think they're working the system. Because 
when you you know the system is you know like we said before the system is bound by rules, but money motivated. Yeah, but but if the judge is sitting up there and and, and everybody can see what's happening, mm-hmm. now you had the Paris Hilton that went to jail, but mm-hmm. they released her. I think she was in there for two or three days and they released her. Yes, she claimed she had a medical condition. Okay, and so they released her because they didn't have room in the medical ward or something like that. I, you know, I really didn't follow it too tough because, to me, it was like it wasn't really news. <laughs> you know, that wasn't news to me. You know, news is, you know, we have troops in Iraq and they're in harm's way, or, or you know, we save some child from a vicious animal attack or something like that. That's news. Mm-hmm. You know, having somebody, you know, given be given, you know, an award for their life work or something like that. That's news. Britney Spears bumping a photographer because they're literally climbing on her car is not news. <laughs> you know? But you know what, Britney, it just seems like it's it seems like the the stars know how to get the attention. And it's like if you get negative attention, it they turn it into positive some kind of way. You so know do what? you think you know what? I, I I watch Britney on television and there are some there there are times that when she's sitting in the car and I hate to say this but you can almost see up under her dress and it's almost like it's it's being done on purpose. And I'm thinking, Brittany, what in the world are you doing? Do you realize that or are you stoned or what is it? Because these people it's it's like when you have that kind of money that they have, they don't have you know, you won't just see them walk out of place and you just see them in their car. They have they they, they have enough money where they can get um um security to protect them to to the point where you don't really see them, you don't you know what I mean? But it's like it's like everything that they're doing now is like, okay, I want the attention. And now that they're getting the attention, it's like the more they're in the news when record sales uh, come out, it's like people are buying it because, you know what, I want to see what she's done, what she's going to do on this one. You know, Greg, I'm chatting online, and I see where um, one of our chat members has said that negative attention is still attention, and I was just about to say that. Yes. You know, because as long as their name is in the news, that generates a buzz for them. You know, I mean, look at all the negative attention that Britney Spears has, has received, and still her album is like at the top of the charts or close to it. You know, she can't keep enough of them in the stores, and it's like, wow. You know, I would think if I was getting a lot of negative press that nobody would buy anything from me. But the converse is true for, you know, for folks who are, you know, basically they're, they're like attention voyeurs. They they do things to get attention. But you know what, though, Brian? The, the, the movie, I think it, America, America uh, Gangster, the, the, the new movie that just came out with Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. Yeah. Did you see how many people went to see that movie? I think it was $46 million the first weekend. Mm-hmm. What does that tell you about this country? They love negative images. <laughs> and the kids, I remember the movie Scarface came out. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to be Scarface. Every why does a person want? Why why do you think a person want to go around carrying a gun? 
and pulling the trigger and and killing people. What in the what? How do you glorify that? And it just seems like it's gone from the movie screens to the schools. You see, the kids are picking up on that. You know, Brian, you and I, when we were in school, we were we were afraid to be you know to go to um, after school suspension or something like that. But now the kids. They want to be there because that's where all the fun people, quote unquote, are. You know, and again, it's just the negative images have been portrayed so much, and we begin to glorify them. Like in Scarface, when I was young, like you said, everybody wanted to be Scarface. Everybody wanted to be Tony Montana. You know, and everybody talked about how Tony Montana didn't play. If you see now, even with a lot of the the uh, gangster rappers. You go in when they show their homes on cribs. What are they showing? They're showing. Oh, I got Scarface. Got to have Scarface on my wall. And they're glorifying a basically a mythical cocaine dealer, as if he was a real person. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy, Brian. It's crazy. If you're just joining us, you, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We were supposed to have Johanna on tonight, but we, we had to reschedule that, and we will let everybody know when she's coming back on, and, and we're going to have a good time with her. But if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to call in at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. Brian, I, I, it was another actor in the movie. I think it was Matthew uh, McConaughey, I can't remember his last name, I can't pronounce his last name. That's it, McConaughey. McConaughey, yeah. I think they were saying something about he was taking some drugs, he tried to commit suicide. You know, you would think a person on their level, they have all this money, they have all these things, you would think that they're happy, but but it's something missing in their life. Yeah. And it just seems like no one knows what this missing thing is. You know, I agree. You know, even like when you talk about Lindsay Lohan, millionaire, you know, all this money, and still not happy, still has to resort to using drugs, still has to go out and, you know, and party like there's no tomorrow. You know, I mean, the the amount of money that they waste just on going out and, quote-unquote, having a good time, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and... You know, you could if you can imagine having millions of dollars at your disposal and not being able to function properly because you have to have that hit. You have to have that, you know, that next whatever it is. You know, and that's something I don't I just don't understand. It's like, you know, you have what you've been seeking, right? You know, it's money. That's what that's why you became an actress. So you can, so you can, you know, have money, and fulfill your dream. You know what, Brian? I want to say this. One of the in, in the chat room, someone just said, uh, "What they're missing is truth," <laughs> and that is the truth. That's what they're missing. That's absolutely it. It is the truth. That's what they're missing. And the people around them are fake. The people around them are not telling them the things that they need to hear for their own benefit. But what the, the, the people around them are doing is, I'm going to say whatever I need to say because I'm gaining fame from being with this person. They, they're they probably that person's friend just to, you know, to, to get the fame, to get the fortune. They're going to make money because they know them. 
Next thing you know, here comes a tell-all book about Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan or oh yes, <laughs> you know, I'm just I'm just waiting I'm just waiting on I'm just waiting on one of Michael Vick's friends to come out and say, oh I knew Michael Vick and this is what we used to do. Yes, I'm, I'm waiting. You to know, his that. father actually came out and said, well you know, um, Mike when he was young he loved to fight dogs and. You know, it was like, wow, <laughs> here it is, your father is coming out against you. But even with that, his father was being motivated by money because he wanted Michael Vick to give him a million dollars a year Brian, to keep quiet. Didn't Oprah Winfrey's father come out and say he was about to release this tell-all book about her? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it, it went away. Well, this is family. And I'll say it again, there's no hurt like family hurt. There's no hurt like family hurt. Brian, we have a caller from the 407 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes. Hey, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Hi, thank you. Yes. What's going on? I'm just amazed. I'm I'm absolutely amazed because I was talking to a friend. Well, well, someone I know, I'm going to stop using the term friend. But I was talking to someone I know. And um, I was telling them of some of the things, the people that I know and I talk to on a regular basis. And the first thing he said was, um, oh, you got all those people on your top on MySpace. I bet you don't even know them. <laughs> I said, you know what, brother? I said, they are human beings. Yeah. Okay? I said, where do we get this star crap, this idolizing stuff from? They are human beings. Well, Why do we get so caught up into this foolishness? Caller, let me ask you this. You know, a person that's 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 a star, that's famous, what they put out there, that they're famous, and all of a sudden we say, well, we can attack them because they're making so much money, because they're on television, because they're following their dreams. We need to put pressure on them to make them look bad. I don't ever see anything, and it is news. I don't ever see anything where someone says, well, you know, Britney Spears did this. It was a, a, a good thing. But it's like negative news sales. Yes. So, caller, I, I understand what you're saying. What do you think? How can, how can, what is the solution to this? Or is there a solution? There is a very good solution to that. And that is that. <laughs> They, the person, the celebrity, the star needs to be the one to come out with that dirt first. They need to stop trying to hide and, and slide. They need to be the first one to do a say, hey, Mr. Paparazzi, come in. I got something to say. Uh, last night, boom, 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 boom. You know, a lot of people know me and they know of, of, of my blogs and my bulletin and they go, wow, you put all your business out. Why did you do Why, 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 why? Because I never want that stuff to backfire on me. If you beat somebody to a telling, then when they get told, you'd be like, yeah, well, that's old news, you know? But, Carla, what about, what about the times when, when the superstars, when they put themselves out there? Now, now, let's talk about Michael Vick. Now, come on. You mean to tell me, okay, he made a bad decision. But still, when you come from a certain uh, background or a certain situation, and now you're thrown into... The one of the, the the elite status now, hundred millions of dollars, and I know you have friends. That's fine to have friends, but you can't bring everybody with you. 
you can't take care of everybody. Some people you're just going to have to cut loose and say, you know what, I'm your friend, I love you. We, we, we didn't talk much anyway, you know, before I became the superstar. Now that I am this, now here you are. Now, at what point do you say enough is enough? I, I can't do this because I have so many people following me. I have too much on the line to do what I'm doing. And kids idolize me. Why would I fight dogs? Why would I have this on my property? Even, you know, if he, if he didn't do that, why did he not pay attention to what was going on at his home? You know, when I talk with, I call him Pastor Rick, but he's Big Rick from um, Flavor of Love. And he told me, he said, Kim, let me tell you something. He said, my mom and them used to call and, and say, I need, I need, I need. And he said, and I'll be right there, right there. He said, at the cost of sometimes my family going without. He said, I had to get to the point where I had to say, look, 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 sorry, mom, sorry, cousin, sorry, whomever. I got to put my family first. I'm a married man. My wife, you know, cleave to your wife. That's what it said. So he said, I, I had to come to a point where I had to say, prioritize your life. This is what help means, and this is what I learned as an enabler to my drug-addicted family and husband. Uh, help means to do for someone what they cannot do for themselves or inspire them to do for themselves. It doesn't mean carry them. It doesn't mean to baby them. It doesn't mean that your hard-earned money is now free for all to just waste. And, and you know, you still got to be a good steward. And part of being a good steward is saying, I love you. Get your own. Now, I help you set up something or whatever I can do for you, but, you know, whatever you can do for them. It doesn't mean you have to or are obligated to do, do for them. It's what you can do, hmm. but you know. Brian, I want to ask you this. Yes. You know, when these guys are you know, multimillionaires now, a lot of people say that these guys are lonely and they can't trust anybody. They can't trust new people coming in. And right. we all know uh, how uh, there are groupies out there. But now this thing is really getting to be uh, violent. It's, it's becoming physical. It's becoming a physical thing now where people are getting so caught up into the actors, you know, when an actor or a movie star or a football player, they do something wrong. It's like they're being attacked, I mean, physically. Some of them are being attacked physically. At what no. point, you know, at what point do we as um, people sitting back watching them and, we're, you know, we're idolizing the, the people that are in, in the front, at what point do we say, you know what, I'm getting too caught up into this and this is just absolutely crazy? You know, it's it's funny because it's almost like a catch-22. If you leave those old friends behind, you run the risk of them saying that you did do something wrong or you did say this or you were doing this. Because when you were in that world doing that stuff that you may not have, you know, that you weren't supposed to be doing, or maybe you got into some, in, some incidents that you weren't supposed to be there, and then you decide, I'm not going to, do this, I'm not going to be in this lifestyle anymore, and you leave those friends behind, you have them come out against you and say, hey, you know, uh, you left me behind, and so I'm going to put you out there because I know it's going to crush you. Mm. You know, like, like like in the case of Michael Vick, he wasn't at the house, but everybody else came out against him as if he was the, you know, oh, he's the mastermind. Like they had no true, you know, investment in it. And you almost never heard those guys' names. I mean, my thing is, how come they didn't interview Michael Vick first? 
Why was he the last one uh, interviewed, and then everybody basically had their say first, and then Michael Vick has to defend himself against four, you know, other individuals or three other individuals, when initially they all should have been together, you know, trying to, you know, as far as them being indicted. That's true. You know what, Brian, let me ask Kim something. I'm, I'm so glad that we have a woman on, and you and I, Brian, we talk about this all the time. What can the men do that, that's been a gentleman to some of the women? Okay, there, there are groupies that follow these guys around. And, you know, you, you're thinking, this guy may be thinking, well, I'm not speaking for them, but a person may be thinking, you know what, this is a beautiful woman. Um, I'm going to get to know her. And it starts out just innocent, you just being friendly. Now, this other person may have something up their sleeve. And they get along or whatever, and, and maybe something happened, maybe something don't. But if it's said that it happened, this man is going to have to fork out a lot of money to say or to prove that it didn't happen. Or he sometimes, or most of the time, the guys go to jail because they said they've been raped or or something just jump off. Kim, um, what do you think or how can a person handle or, you know, how can they protect themselves from situations like that? It's impossible, too, because you're speaking of man and woman, but just today I was pondering the fact that every single person that you come in contact with has some kind of um, ulterior motive for why they are even with you. Everybody wants something from everybody else. And it's so funny because a lot of times, if we can just get to the root of what it is that another person wants really from us, sometimes we go, wow, that's sick. You know, you might even get to know, a, see a, a person that's in great physical shape and you say, wow, I want that body. So you go up to him and you introduce yourself and you're thinking all along, wow, he could probably train me or teach me. I mean, every every aspect of life is based on the fact that we want something from somebody else. Mm. It's always come into my life to feed my need. Come into my life and feed my need. Come into my life and feed my need. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. And, and like I said, you'll be surprised why people even come. You remember when dads used to ask a man, he'd come over to the house and dad would sit him down and say, hmm, what's your motive? What's your, what's your, what's, what do you see in this relationship? What do, you, what do you hope to get out of this relationship with my daughter? What's your <laughs> expectation of this? You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to start asking people, well, hmm, what's your expectations of getting to know me? What, what do you want to get to know me for? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. I mean, not that the people are going to be truthful all the time. It's just that we all want something, really. We we really do, you know. And it just seems like people just go to the extreme on a person that you know they have so much money or they have this, and that person there's a void there. Like 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 the person said in the chat room, truth is missing. It's missing in that person's life. But at the same time, we need to, you know, we need to step back and say, okay, this is a human being. At some point, Brian, when somebody's out there, let's take Michael, um, Mike Tyson, for example. I was just thinking about Mike Tyson. If he didn't, <laughs> okay, let's say he didn't rape the woman, whatever her name is, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. If he didn't do that, when will this all catch up with her or, when, or will it catch up with her? A lot of people call it karma. When will when will she pay for what she did wrong, if she, if he didn't do it? 
you know, that's the thing. It's hard to say. I mean, she may have already paid for it, and we know, don't know it because those particular people, you know, are never in the spotlight. Mm. You know, they're never out there where you can see them, you know, especially when you have something like a rape. You and know, then, I mean... Yeah, you, you, you also you never... And, and, and then the real sad part about it, like, I was thinking about two people. I was thinking about Kobe Bryant and Mike Tyson. Hmm. You know, in the instance of Kobe Bryant, you know, when all when when the facts start coming out, you know, it was because he was well-liked, he was loved, he was, you know, famous, he was rich, he's young, he's handsome, he's all these things, he's one of the best basketball players in the country and probably the world or whatever. So immediately when it came out, everybody just assumed that the girl was lying. She's lying on him. She's lying on him. And then when, as you found more facts out, you see people sway to each side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? And then when you really start getting more facts, it was, just like, it was like, okay, this is mind-boggling. This is mind-blowing. You know, and I kept saying... Nobody really knows what happened, but in my mind, I was thinking if this person had been attacked or raped or whatever, how come she, you know, took so long to say something? I mean, this is Kobe Bryant. You know, if somebody's raped, I'm, you know, and maybe I'm, maybe it's just me thinking like a man. Forgive me, y'all, if I'm thinking like a man. But if someone violates me, as soon as I get an opportunity, I'm going to tell somebody. Now it's different with a woman. That's I know. Different. I know. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big difference. And one thing, Brian, I'll say this: when a woman goes to court and say that a man raped her, she's reliving that entire event. Yes, she's reliving it. And a lot of them, they don't want to do that. And and what you know, from speaking with women that we've had on our shows before. They figure that out of sight, out of mind. I don't see the guy anymore. I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to go and fight my battle out in the public. And I don't have to deal with it anymore. If I just keep my mouth shut and keep it, you know, just keep it to myself, I'll be okay. But nine times out of ten, Brian, they're not okay. Right, right. They're not okay. And, you know, we see right now with the rappers and the singers you see so it's like every week a lawsuit is being filed for either somebody being physical or somebody saying something or stealing somebody's music what's going on are we just a, a happy sue society now you know what i i was i believe that you know cuz it seems like every time something happens i think about the incident with brandy and you know she ran into the back of some lady's car and injured the lady, tore up the lady's car. Well, the lady sued her for, like, what, $50 million? I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Yes. Well, what about the lady that was drinking hot coffee at McDonald's and got all the money? Or Yeah, and, and the lady who ate the hot french fries. You know, I mean, they're hot fries. They just come out of hot grease. You would think that you want to wait before you eat them, mm. you know, because they have steam coming off of them. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, now you have to put a disclaimer on the disclaimer. This is a disclaimer. <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> but you know what, Brian, and, and, and caller, you can't put a disclaimer on some women that are after these men to put them in position to take everything that they have. 
Yes. And we, you know, a lot of men are doing that to the women too now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going both ways. It's going back and forth both, both ways. And the sad thing about it all is there is a somebody is being deceived. And a lot of people can't handle that. So now we're starting to see people take the law into their own hands and they're saying, you know what, I can't swallow this. There's no way I'm going to give you my house. I'm not going to give you all of my money. But it's happening every single day. It's happening every day. What is the solution? How can we even begin to deal with something like this? And before you answer the question, Brian, it you know, when when a woman comes forward and it the allegations are not true, if what she's saying is not true, that makes it look so bad on the next woman that's coming up and it, it really did happen to. Yes. That is so powerful. That is the worst thing. Because rape happens every single day. Mhm. But the credibility is is kind of being pushed aside, and it's almost as if the woman is being put on trial. Yeah. How in the world can we deal with this, or how can we stop something like this? You know, I want to I want to comment on something before I answer the question, and it, the question has actually already been answered by one of our uh, folks in the chat room earlier. But I want to. You made me think about the Duke Lacrosse case. Oh my goodness. And, you know, and the fact that here it is, this lady had already accused someone, but immediately that case was drawn up on racial lines. And people believed that she was raped right off the bat. And they went vigorously after all these kids, you know, because this was this, you know, black girl who was raped by all these white men. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to basically do like a a, a lynching of, sort of, of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, go after these men and make them pay for raping this black girl. And when it all came out, come to find out she wasn't raped. You know, her own her own testimony was conflicting. Mm. You know, and I'm not saying that happens all the time where, you know, there's a stripper and she tries to accuse people and it's not true because they're, you know, in that lifestyle, I'm sure they're raped a lot. You know? If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to call in. The number is 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You can go ahead, Brian. I think, you know what? Well, I'll go ahead and answer it. Mm -hmm. It's truth. (laughs) <laughs> yes. The answer is true. Yes. You have to start speaking the truth. There's so many people that are out to deceive you. You know, it's almost like when you're in a relationship and when you first meet somebody and you really, really like them, you don't want to go and show them the real you. You want to put on a mask. You know? You want to put on that mask where it's just about how I perceive or how you perceive who I am. You know, you're never going to go tell people, well, sometimes I can be stubborn and I don't clip my toenails and I fart a lot. You know, you're not going to tell people that. (laughs) You know, you're going to come out and I am Dapper Dan and I'm the smoothest talker. And, you know, you're not going to show them the real you until 
you feel comfortable enough. So you're always putting up this this mask. You know, you're always putting up this front that, oh, this is who I am, this is who I am. And so I think it's from the bat, it's like a, it's deception. Well, Brian, let me ask you this. As far as the media is concerned, do they even care if it's his or her side is telling the truth? Because, you know, when this thing is put out there and everybody stands a chance of making money, Yes. They'll run it they'll run it to its course and it may not have anything. But in the media's eyes, in the public eyes, a person that was accused of of molesting a child mm-hmm. and let's say it's not true, it didn't happen. No matter what you do to the public and society, you are guilty. It happens all the time. All the time. And it can be one of those situations where a child it didn't happen again. It could be a situation where it didn't happen, but for the next child that comes up and says it happened to them, and it really did happen, my goodness, it makes it so hard. And now you have this man, if it didn't happen, is being scarred for life. And it says on there that he didn't do it. He was acquitted. It didn't happen. But now, Brian, tell me this. Are the women that are having sex with the young men, like in school, are they being punished or given the same punishment as the men? I think no. not. No. I mean, I can remember, what what was it, a couple years ago where they had the, the nice young blonde teacher and she was having sex with the kids, and she got off with probation. Probation. It was almost like the, they celebrated the fact that these young kids scored with a hot young girl. You know, with a hot young teacher. Yes. And, you know, if that would have happened with, let's say, a not-so-attractive teacher, she would have done jail time. You know? Right. She, If it would have happened with, let's say, a uh, a male mm-hmm. having sex with a young girl, jail time. Mm. You know, and so... Is there a bias? Yes. Why? That's the real question. Why is there such a bias? Brian, let's let's let the caller try to answer that. Caller, are you still there? Yes, I am. Yes. What do you think about the there being a bias um, when it comes to the, or the, the uh, judicial system when it comes to uh, a, a man having sex with a, a girl in high school or whatever and a a woman having sex with a boy. It, it, it comes back to, like you said, it's, it's a lack of truth. It's a lack of knowledge. People perish for the lack of knowledge, and we do. Because it's that same old bias thing. You know what? Um, when my daughter was molested, I had, to, I had to go out to all of this social services ordered stuff because I, I said that I was going to stay with my husband and um, they said, okay, good. The lady was so excited that I was going to stay with my husband, and she said, oh, good. And so she invited me to all of these meetings and everything, and I went out and um, heard all kinds of stories, all kinds of stories. Mm-hmm. But the thing is that when it's a guy, the guy will never report it a lot of the times because they say, hey, that was my first sexual experience with 
you know, Lolita, and wow, she was great, and she taught me stuff, and that was fantastic. He wouldn't even see it as being molested. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't even view it. Go out and brag with his buddies, you know, you know, Lolita gave me some, it was good, you know, and they'd be like, hey, buddy, boom, boom, slapping five, and, you know, you know, we just don't really, we don't see it like that. But when a woman goes after a young man, then everybody says, wow, what's, what's the twist on this? Hmm, this is interesting. You know, because in other countries, older men are allowed to marry those, like, you, you know, kids, you know? It's, it's like that in the state of Georgia as well. Are you shocked that um, Prince met, said that he had sawed his wife? I don't know whether, you know, whether he remarried or whatever, but this young thing as a little girl? Even Elvis Presley, the girl was a, was a little girl when he first laid eyes on, on her. <laughs> and he came back years later and they said, here's your prize. You know, she talked about how she would lay beside him and say, please make love to me. And he said, no, 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 not yet. But she was a child. R. Kelly, everybody, R. Kelly, yay, hip-hop hooray, and loving him to death. But that video, come on. (laughs) That's true. You know what? We we see here in Florida all the time on how to catch a predator. Oh, God, let's not even talk about that. That's every week. It's every day. Every day. They they can catch these people every single day if they want. There is a sickness going on in this country, and it's, it's, it's almost as if it's been ignored. I guess because it's such an enormous um, field. You know, so many people out there that are on the, on the Internet. You can, put, you can be on any website. And if you're chatting with someone, you can say that you're 13 or 12. They know what they want. Age don't mean anything to them. And then when they get caught, the sad thing, Brian, and when they get caught, <laughs> they've been caught before. Yes. Just, just, just the other day, I read, just yesterday, I read in the paper where a guy drove from Jacksonville, Florida, to Tallahassee, Florida. It's about a two-hour drive to have sex with a 13-year-old girl. What in the world is this world? What 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 kind of conversation can a grown man have with a thirteen year old? What do they have in common? What what can they talk about? And this man has children older than this thirteen year old. A full I mean, they have a family, uh, and they're doing all these different things, but yet and still, they want to talk with the child. I I don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Where 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 are we going wrong? Do you think, uh, Brian, as, as a family, we're not protecting our um, kids enough? You know, it's it's kind of like you know, it's hard to say. I mean, I have young children myself, and it's almost like you would have to be around them twenty four seven, never letting them out of your sight, in order to fully protect them. But if you did that, you would actually push them further away from you where they would want to go out and talk to, you know, people who would listen to them and understand what they were going to. And, you know, it's it's just sad. So it's almost like you have to give your children enough space where they don't feel like you're just trying to hold them back. But at the same time, you have to hold them back, you know, so 
they won't get too much space. <laughs> right. And, Brian, the reason I said that is because of the bias. You know, you said that there was a bias in, in how men are treated and how women, when they do criminal things, there is a big difference. Yes. You know, there is a big difference. It's almost as if uh, it's it's a celebrated thing when an older woman has sex with a young boy. Yes. But what people don't realize is it is mentally damaging this kid. Yes. When something like that happens. It is it is a it is a damaging thing. It may not be that much of a physical, you know, physical damage, but there is damage there that cannot be undone. But a lot of times we look at the little boy and say, Okay, well, you know, you, you just had a uh, situation where you had to grow up fast. And you may you know, that person may have an uncle that's saying, hey, you know what? They congratulate him on, on doing it. It's just it's just one of those things where we have to say, you know what? I'm gonna to have to protect my child. I'm gonna to have to see my child every day. Everywhere they go, I have to be there. It's getting to that point where you can't, you know, turn your kids loose into to society. It's 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 a crazy thing. It's so funny because I had to shatter my children's innocence. I had to be the one to sit down and describe so much graphic stuff to them at very young ages because when my oldest daughter was molested, it was a wake-up call. Oh, my God, it was more than a wake-up call. It was it was like a bomb was put inside of me, and I just blew apart. And I had to, sh- I had to shatter their innocence. I had to sit down and tell them and show them books and take this is how and this is. And even if Uncle Rudy, and if he says this, and cousin, even if a female... You know, one one Valentine's Day, I, I told my daughter, I said, take this Valentine card back to the little girl. She said, why, Mommy? I said, because you don't want no, another female telling you to be mine. She don't want that. Well, yeah, that's, that's you know, happening. You don't, I said, because you never know who is coming at you from what angle. Even a little girl to another little girl, this thing has gone so freaky, so Sodom and Gomorrah, that even a little girl will come in and say, be your friend, and years later she's trying to hand it, trying to date you. It, that's just how sick we've come as a society. It's not a fad, it's a sickness. Yes, and Brian, we have another caller from the 250 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Good. I'm so glad you called in. You know, I'm chatting on here with you, and you were saying a situation about someone was looking at some kids out of a window. Yeah, um, last year, um, just towards the end of the school year, I uh, was dropping off my daughter and um, just how the school situated. There were some other kids that started to make some noise, and as um, I was about to actually drive away, um, it, something made me look over there, and I saw this man looking out his window. And, like, I was late, but I had to go, and I'm just something, you know, you know how you have that intuition? Yeah. Something said, no, just assess this, assess this. So I did, and I just watched him watching the girls, because like, I watched where he was watching, right. and he was watching all the little girls. So I didn't say anything. The next day, i like, okay, I have to make sure I watch this. Same thing, looking out the window. So I pointed it out to a few other parents. So we all decided that we're going to keep an eye on this. And, yeah, every day he kept doing it. So we reported it to the school and to the police, and they went over and told him to stop doing it. I mean, this is a school. 
with elementary girls, you know, standing there. Don't don't be looking out your window at that time of the day. Like, just don't. Yes, and you know what? I, I'm, thank you so much for being bold and taking the initiative to call in because you know what? It was almost like he was studying. I guarantee you that's what he was doing. He well, was you never studying. know, right? Yes, yes. And and if you if something would have happened and you didn't say anything, oh, I'd goodness, feel horrible. Yes. How could you get past something like that? Well, you know, you know, it could it could have been your child or exactly. or one of your friend's children that that happened to. Yeah, we have to look out for our children, and, and sometimes, yeah, you know, we might be quick to assume, but there's so much crazy stuff going out there right now in our world that I would rather assume in those situations because you know what, it's it's a lifetime of heck for these people who are abused because they they go on years and years and years of trying to figure out who they are again. And what and how to get through that, you know, and that's just not fun. Yes, and you know what? So, so to a person that you know, they feel they may feel like you know, in your situation of what you saw, most people would say, you know what? I may be thinking too deeply about this. You know, this man is in his own house, and the only thing he's doing is looking out the window, and that's just that. I'm just being overprotected here. Yeah. You know, what would you say to someone that says? You know, it's so it's so sad what's going on, but I didn't say anything. Yeah. And he probably, you know, and if he was being innocent of it, great. But, you know, as as they went and put it to him, you know, just don't look out your window at, you know, when the kids are filing up for the door. That's right. You know? That's right. What was what was the outcome of, of the situation? Was he a registered a sex offender, or was he just something? We weren't ever told anything like that. Right. I don't know um, particularly what our laws are on um, if we're allowed to know, because um, I'm, I'm in Canada, so I don't know exactly what our, our laws and stuff are on that. But, um, you know, I, I know that I keep my eyes open and peeled all the time for crap like that, because it's everywhere. Really, it is. And, yes, yes. I and mean... It is so sad because... Now, now in, in, in the States, in the U.S., if you're a sex offender, you have to register. Mm-hmm. And people, it, it's in the public, people can go online and pull up and find out where people live in their neighborhood. They can find out if there's a sex offender anywhere near their, uh, their, their home their, or their place of residence. Mm-hmm. But it is a very serious thing. It's a very serious thing, but you know what? It only, it only takes a couple of minutes for them to do what they're going to do, and this kid is ruined for life. Of course it is. And, you know, I find that any kind of abuser um, abuses the system in any place that you are. I mean, um, they find ways of manipulating it, the systems. And, um, you know, some people have their opinions on on. Uh, these rights being stripped from them, but honestly, once you've committed crimes like that, your your rights are gone. Yeah. You know, you you should be lucky that our 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 rights of uh, death are are have been you know fixed up because in a lot of cases, some people are put to death for that, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you go to one know, of those Islamic countries or something like that, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, be be grateful for at least that. But you know, really, in my opinion, I come from a background of of abuse, and I'm telling you, some of these people, when when they're convicted, they just get a slap on the wrist, and they just come and torment you more, and they make your life a living heck. And no matter how you strive to to work on making yourself better, 
you know, you you being the victim, you're working at trying to be hard, you know, a better success, and then you've got them just finding ways to more manipulate you, to abuse you, control you in any way, shape, or form, and you know that's not cool. And not at all. When, not when right. Say, not... Yeah, and when you say to people they, that their rights should be stripped for good, and they'll be like, no, that's not cool. No, no. When you do that, man, you know when you're. When when you you know we have two different law systems here. When you're 18, it, um, before you're 18, if you do anything, it's the youth offenders. Okay, your your slate's clean. By 18, you damn well know what's right and what's wrong. Okay, right. you know, so you know that you shouldn't do those things. So you know, after you're 18, 19, whatever it is, you do those things. Come on. And you know what the sad thing about it is, if it's a juvenile that's doing something like that, you can bet they know all the loopholes. Well, darn right. But, and, you know, they know that the they can only be held for so long. Yeah, exactly. And now what about this young woman or this young man that was molested? You okay. you only spend some so many months in a detention center or jail. This person has to deal with this for the rest of their life. Exactly. And people don't seem to understand that. Mm. They think, oh, yeah, we'll let them pay their time and that's that. Well, no. Victims live it through the rest of their lives. They have dreams. They have postpartum depressions. They are put, wait, that's pregnancy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we knew what you meant. We know, <laughs> we know, we know what you're saying. And, and again, we would just like to thank you for listening and thank you for calling in. It, thank your you. points, your points were right on point. Yeah, thank but, you. So you know, and the, the topic of tonight's show is why we're all looking for the solution to deal with all of these issues. The biasness, the, all these things that are happening, there is a solution. We just have to find it. If we can all come together and talk about it and say, you know what, uh, we know it's a sensitive issue, but we still, as as men and women, we still need to come together, sit down and say, let's let's take care of this thing and not just push it up on the rug and nothing happens. I agree with you. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me. You guys be well, and I'm going to continue listening in on the chat room. Good. Thank you. Thank take you. Take care. Bye. Thank you. So Brian, yeah, what what do you do? What what? How you know, can we Rick, make a? What do you do? It's a tough call. It's a really tough call. You know, I I really believe that. You know, in in society, it's almost like you can't do anything that could potentially be offensive. You know, seen as being offensive, have the idea of being for, uh, of offensive. I mean, it's crazy. It's so crazy. You have, but in, and at the same breath, you have to have tolerance. You have to have respect for everyone's, you know, whatever. You know, as long as you're not being, in a sense, disrespect, you know, disrespectful of someone else's beliefs, ideas, thoughts, dreams, whatever, you know, it seems like it's okay. You know, but in the converse, they don't have to necessarily respect yours. If their viewpoint is, if they have a viewpoint that's so slanted and they have enough people on their side, you have to almost change your viewpoint to match up with theirs because if they got enough numbers, they're not changing their viewpoint. That's right. You know, but even with even with that, you know, there's so many people out there that are hurting, 
so many people out there that are confused, so many people that are going through things. And, you know, it's it's sad that some people get a pass on their misdeeds while others get punished for doing good deeds. You know, I can I, I can recall the in, in South Florida the other day there was a police officer that was killed, a uh, transport officer, he was killed by an inmate. And there was a guy at the pawn who was at a pawn shop that called nine one one to report, Hey, I found the guy who you know, who killed the cop. Well, the crime stoppers didn't want to pay him the reward money because they said you called nine one one, you didn't call crime stoppers. You know, and here it is, this guy is being punished for doing a good deed. Mm. And yet we reward people like Lindsay Lohan and and you know, we give people a slap on the wrist like Britney Spears and so forth when they're doing wrong things because they have celebrity. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Brian. We had a great show tonight. Yes. I just hope people will take it, you know, take into consideration the things that we we talked about so that they can help others be more, do more, and have more. We will be back on the air next Wednesday. We won't be on Monday, but we'll be back on the air next Wednesday. And we thank everybody for listening. It's a very, you know, this is this is a time when we all need to come together and voice our opinions and share our thoughts and, and ideas to try to make this world a better place for all of us to live. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Again, our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk with everybody next Wednesday. God bless. Good night.